This is Cheese by Hand. I'm Michael Claypool. And I'm Sasha Davies. Today on Cheese by Hand, we introduce you to Willow Hill Farm. Once you lose not only the landscape, you never get it back again. If it becomes a big farm, it will never become a smaller, less consolidated operation. And then if instead of a bigger farm, it becomes, uh, you know, a concrete jungle or, you know, a bunch of box stores, that'll never go back to um, farmland or small farms. And the stability of the pricing, too, of the products and growing and buying and selling things locally, you know, you're supporting that local economy. And so it just, yeah, there's so many factors that it uh, influences. We've definitely noticed over the last 15 years that we've been here that um, all the smaller farms and even some of the larger dairy farms in the area have uh, gone out of business, sold the herds off, and houses, developments are popping up left and right everywhere. Um, As you guys came into town, um, you could you remarked about one particular development that was on prime farmland, and um, yeah, now it's houses, and that's happening all through Vermont. I'm sure throughout the country too. Willow Smart and husband Dave Finney run Willow Hill Farm in Milton, Vermont, about 15 minutes outside Burlington. Willow Hill produces cow and sheep cheeses, along with meat, skins, and wool. They milk approximately 90 sheep and six cows on the farm. They have worked this land together for over a decade, not only learning a tremendous amount about the farm, but also about themselves. I think uh, in the beginning, like a lot of people starting out on a farmstead cheesemaking operation, you all do everything. And you do that for a little while. And and for me, people still do it that way and successfully. But I just found that I enjoy milking, but for a short period of time. And my thing is cheese making. I mean, every day when I see milk actually coagulate, it's like, it's just so cool. Um, But, and he, you know, his uh, strength or forte would be, with the animals. And so it sort of just happened over time and it actually works better um, because we're not in each other's hair 24-7 as well as from a sanitation standpoint. He's with the animals and I'm like in the clean area, which obviously has to be so clean. It's a constant battle, but... I've always, since I was a kid, loved animals. Um, I've had pets and whatnot. And at one time, uh, as a young teenager, I had entertained the idea of being a veterinarian until I realized how much school you had to go through to get there. So yeah, I, I just I take the animals and I love every one of them that I have and and um, you know treat them like they are pets for the most part. Um, difficult decisions. Um, being the animal lover that I am, I never want to take anybody out of the herd. There will be animals that aren't quite up to uh, our production uh, quotas that I will keep in um, just because they are milking well and they're trained to come through the parlor. They don't give me any hassle, even though they might only have half of an udder, uh, which does produce good milk. Um, Culling that animal is really hard for me. You know, taking them out and sending them off to the meat market 
uh, for calls. Um, that's difficult, especially when, you know, I might have them seven or eight years in the parlor and they've been trustworthy to me and, uh, making that decision is probably the hardest one. And that's tough. Making that decision to pull the trigger is tough. I think initially with the sheep dairy, we kind of almost fell into the the thought that, oh, milking sheep would be so much easier. It's not like a cow. It's a much smaller animal. Um, there'd be a lot less work. I mean, a lot of people starting out think that that is the case. And uh, after they've been into it for a few years, they realize that uh, it's all just a facade. It's a lot of work. <laughs> and... Um, more labor-intensive. It, it is very labor-intensive. There's a lot more animals, a lot more babies to take care of. Um, yeah, so we quickly realized that it wasn't as easy as... Uh, it appeared to be. Yeah. Willow Hill makes a variety of cheeses, and their production is seasonal, which means no cheesemaking in winter. Remember, dairy animals have a finite lactation cycle, which with sheep is shorter than goats and cows. David usually wraps up milking around the beginning of October, even with milk from 90 sheep, they purchase additional sheep's milk from another Vermont sheep dairy and cow's milk from a neighbor to meet demand. Purchasing milk can get a little tricky. For Willow and Dave, it's a decision that has an effect on the way they market their cheese, and it forces them to evaluate what is best for the farm, the animals, and their livelihood. We were the only, first and only sheep dairy to be certified organic in Vermont. There's only like a handful in the whole country of sheep dairies that are organic. When we decided that we needed to expand in a way in order to bring in outside milk because we can't continue at the level that we're at and we don't want to expand the herd on the land base that we're dealt, um, we could have asked this farmer to transition to organic. That is a huge thing that we would never ask anybody to do because for us, it's philosophical. It was not financial driven um, because we actually don't have the most expensive cheese in the marketplace, which one would think based on our cost of production, feed, etc. Um, so having said that, we actually decertified our cheese voluntarily last year. And then I had to have all new labels made because we're going to purchase milk because we, we can't ask him to transition. But because we really feel strongly, we don't want genetically modified feed or whatever, we still are feeding organic grain. Um, we felt that also to purchase his milk and stay organic with our own label, we would have to have two separate labels, which a lot of companies, now the USDA regulations allow that. But it's very deceptive to the consumer because they might go and get conventional broccoli from you know farmer A and organic broccoli from farmer A. So they automatically start thinking that farmer A, it's all organic. So we would have had Willow Hill Farm organic cheese and conventional cheese, and we felt it was too deceiving. And so we said, we're going to decertify, and, you know, we still know how we manage the animals, et cetera, and so. Right, guys? Yeah. Farmstead? Um, I think it's misused, and I think that it might be misused by some because it hasn't been clearly defined, um, and it might be misused intentionally by others. I think it's sort of both is happening. Um, 
you know, the idea that farmstead is the milk and the product coming from that farm and only those animals on that farm not brought in. <clears throat> and I also think that artisan is sort of uh, muddled in the mind of the consumer that artisan is farmstead. Um, and sometimes I think it's difficult for the uneducated consumer perhaps to look at a label and say, well, this comes from a small farm when it actually might be an industrial level uh, produced item, whatever it is, you know. there are no subsidies for um, cheese making farms so that goes from you know at its origin the cost of making feed the cost of purchasing feed that you you know like grain that you might have to purchase um, land and property taxes are through the roof in this country compared to you know a farm that might have been five six generations um, it's the cost of producing the milk is the biggest I would say the biggest hurdle you know, and especially with sheep, because they give so little and they're so labor intensive. And so that would be. Yeah. I mean, sheep do give uh, comparative, comparatively to a cow. They give a lot less milk, although their components are much higher than a cow. Um, still, I mean, the volume is much less. We have fed organic grain. Um, those costs for that grain are twice okay. of that for conventional grain. The way we manage the sheep, rotationally grazing, that's labor-intensive. Even though we don't pay ourselves any kind of uh, real wage, um, the money that we do get, you know, pays the bills. And, um, yeah, it leaves very little left for us once the bills are paid. But, you know, we're making a living, so. Willow Hill broke ground for a new cheese-making aging facility in early 2006. Willow Hill Farm's goal is to expand their capacity to meet demand and provide aged cheeses to sell in winter, when the sheep are dry. The facility is functioning, but not completely finished. Since they began this project, it has meant that any spare moments after waking, milking, feeding, cleaning, making cheese, and working in the cellar has been spent working on the new cheese room. I think a similarity with uh, farms in scale, some, uh, in scale... I guess, yeah, similar to ours would be that everybody gets up in the morning the same way, puts one foot in front of the other, drops at the end of the day, and we all sort of have the same, we love it, we love it and we hate it. <laughs> um, and there's a deep connection to the animals and the land that it's, it's very hard to describe what it is because it's, it can be joyous at moments but really hell at other times. You know, like he mentioned, the day in and day out dealing with life and death, which people who aren't farming may not necessarily see unless they're a doctor or a surgeon that's seen that happening, you know, and that's um, it's pretty intense. So I think a similarity of small farms is that they're all doing this exact uh, keep chugging along, you know, and... <laughs> <laughs> 